0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Sit Down with Sit Podcast. This is season two, episode number seven. Our guest today is an American-born award-winning actor and filmmaker from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He won the Best Actor at the Calf Film Festival for his role in the 12th Letter and is also known for films such as Sandman, Checkmate, Before the Border, The Boonies, The Dark Knight Rises, and many more. Without further ado, it is my pleasure to welcome James Quinn. Hi, James. Hey, Sid. How are you? I'm doing great. So thank you very much uh, for uh, being a guest on our podcast. I know you're a busy person, so we appreciate your time.
1: Hey, thanks for the invite. I appreciate it.
0: Great. Uh, so, James, uh, you know, before we kind of get into this uh, podcast, would you mind taking a moment, you know, to give our audience a little bit of uh, background about yourself uh, and so forth?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, like, as you stated, I'm I'm an actor from the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area, American born. Uh, I was I was acting as a kid in like the late 80s, early 90s, got away from it from a long time. And I got back into it over the last 15 or so years and had been really been making a great go of it. Um, things have changed now. So I'm, I'm having a having a great time in the business. Uh, but I aside from that, you know, I, I have a background in, in other things like safety and construction Done a lot of other things in my life. I uh, worked in the ice hockey rinks for a long time because I, I was an ice hockey player. Amateur boxing background. Um, I love to read and write and uh, you know, take walks on a trail workout, hang out with my family. Kind of a jack of all trades, I guess. I like to keep busy, you know?
0: I love that. So so let me ask you now, how did the love for acting came about? Was this your first choice as a career or something you felt later down, down the line in your life? Give us a little bit more insight into this.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I believe it was my first love is what I wanted to do. Um, I was talking to a friend the other day about it. And, and I, I got engulfed in 1985 as a kid when I saw Back to the Future for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite franchise and film. And I, I just, it really just drew me into where I knew that someday I wanted to do that. I just, it took me a long time to figure out how to do that. You know, so I did a lot of other things along the way to get to this point. So like I said, I had a background in construction and safety and and, in the rink industry and in sales as well. So I've done a lot of things to get here, but this is what I've always wanted to do. And I'm just glad
0: that I found my way here. I I love that. Um, So now, I mean, since this was your first love, you know, I mean, who was one of your top actors who you would consider as a role model inspiration? You want to be like them?
1: Well, I, I got a couple, but if I'm going to narrow it down to one, I'm going to go with Michael Keaton. Uh, Michael Keaton, also Pittsburgh native, and I just seen everything that he did from our town. And I just, if I was going to model myself after somebody, it would be after Michael Keaton. Just uh, the way he delivers himself, you know, it's not just about the, the rules he takes on. It's it's body language, facial expressions. His deliveries are very, very unique. And uh, the fact that he's from Pittsburgh just makes it that much more special to me.
0: Uh, great story. Now, uh he's still the
1: best Batman. Just wanted to put that out there.
0: Definitely, you know, I've actually watched that. It's it's pretty fascinating as uh, uh, acting. Um, so I know uh, I mentioned as well that you won the best actor. You know, for your role in the Twelfth Letter. Did you expect that, or were you like kind of amazed, or like were you expecting to be the best actor?
1: No, I was not expecting it at all because there was a lot of competition. And so I just, we were just hopeful that we would get our message out there. And it was, it was about the veterans battle and PTSD and and the things that were happening in that story. And so what we really wanted to do was just kind of help raise awareness. And, you know, what we, it just so happened that we had a great story. It was based off the book by Jackie Havorka, the 12th letter that's getting ready to come out. So we we made the movie to go with it. And um, we just, we had a wonderful cast, you know, and I just, didn't know that i you know where i'd fall into that um the fact that that people were looking at it the way they did i actually just want a second best actor and i'm just <laughs> just taken back That's by great. it so it's it's a great feeling it's not something i expected you always you know you're always hopeful that you know that these things might come but it you know it finally did and no, it feels really good
0: now do you travel a lot to uh to like la west coast or are you solely like all the shootings are mostly on the east coast
1: a lot of mine have been on the East Coast. Now I do go to the West Coast on occasion when you know when the project's right and the situation's right. Uh, it's easier for me to navigate the East Coast. You know I know the area up and down pretty well, so I mean I can go from you know New York to Pittsburgh to the Carolinas to Florida. You know and I just know that whole stretch and I know the scene a little better. Um, LA is a big market. I love mm-hmm. any chance I get to go there. You know, but it, it is a very big market. Um, but I, I do I want to get to the West Coast more and more. That's one of my goals here and in, in the coming year or so.
0: You know, the reason I ask you, you know, you know I, I actually came here, uh, you know, from overseas. I, I've been here for 16, 17 years. And when we talk about Hollywood, Los Angeles is what comes to our mind, you know, not the New York right. City. I mean, New York City, we are I'm based in New York City. I mean, it's, you know, more for theaters, you know, that kind of performances. But once again, right. you know, that's why I ask you, like, do you travel a lot or, um, uh, you know, if you're solely on the East Coast? So, so, so tell me one thing, James, now, you know, tell, tell me how does the audition process work? I know there are auditionings like day and night, you know, nonstop, you know, these production companies looking for new talent, you know, uh, give us a little bit insight about the auditioning process for you as well. And how challenging is it? Or, or do you consider it like a smooth sailing for you?
1: It can be a challenge, you know, it's, um, First off, these most of the time uh, you gotta wait to get the audition from your agent unless, you know, somebody's reaching out to you word of mouth that knew you mm-hmm. and somebody threw in a word for you somewhere, which that does happen on occasion and that's great. Um, but so a lot of things changed during COVID, and I think they're they're here to stay now. So you're not really showing up in the audition room anymore, wherever the casting company is, you're you're doing self-tape auditions from home a lot of the time or from wherever you can be conveniently located. So you're not only are you you know showcasing yourself as an actor you're also a a private filmmaker you're doing your own lighting you're setting up your own camera work just to make sure everything looks perfect so it's it's made it a a little bit more difficult fun in a good way and challenging for for the actor but now you have to make sure everything's right as opposed to just studying your lines and showing up for the audition so but i think it's making people more rounded filmmakers and actors now because they have to learn how to do these things themselves
0: Um, so so let me ask you now i know you said like a lot of people are have been doing like you know, self-casting. You know, taping themselves. It, doesn't that take away from the from the performance pressure that you have to perform per se in terms in in front of the production? You know, who's looking for casting? I mean, doing it yourself or your friend helping, family member helping you, versus you doing in person is two different things. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: No, they're, they're very different, um, but, but see now when you're when you're doing your own tapes, and I, I speak solely for myself, you can get in your own head a little bit, and mm-hmm. you can be unhappy with that take, and you want to do another, and the next thing you know, you just took 12 takes, and you're hoping it's the right one, and you're going through them all, um, you're kind of stuck in the moment when you are in the audition room, and me personally, I still prefer to be in the audition room. I, I feel I sell myself better in person, and there's less getting in your head, you know, you just, whatever leads up to it, you get in the room, you, you see everybody, you shake a hand, you look them in the eyes. And then you just get right down to it. You get one crack at it. Here, I think sometimes you you have a chance to make it perfect, but you can also get in your head and and make things a little more difficult. just depends on the person, I think.
0: Amazing. So I also know that you're a writer as well as a producer as well, besides being an actor. Uh, Talk us the process. You know, I mean, when you're an actor, it's a completely different experience, different kind of, you know, performance uh, laid out by an actor like yourself. Versus once you're a writer, producer, and a director, uh, give me the contrast of both roles. Which one do you prefer more, you know, the cons and the pros, you know, if you don't mind.
1: No, 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 not at all. Um. So I, I really, my my favorite always and always will be is is acting. That's my first one. Mm-hmm. But, but if I have a second, it's writing. And now that I get to do the two of them together, you know. It really is something special because you're you're creating some of your own storylines, some of your own characters. You're bringing to life what you saw in your head first. Um, it it's it's making us more rounded in, in the person as an actor because not only you know are you just thinking as an actor now you're thinking as thinking excuse me as a writer, a mm-hmm. producer, a director. So you're wearing all these hats. It's just like you should learn how to be a production assistant and how to direct and how to be an ad. Just so you realize how all these pieces are. are put together and i think it makes you a better actor especially for me with it being my first love because mm-hmm. now you know exactly what a production assistant deals with from day to day you know what's going to the writer's mind and how often they have to tear up scripts and make changes to a script on a daily basis mm-hmm. so i think it just really and, and the same goes for you know somebody that's a writer that's going to try acting too you know it's the same way you know now you're thinking from both sides of the fence and i think it's that's really good actually
0: correct me if i'm wrong i think you have also acted in some of the scripts that you have written as well i have yes yeah isn't that too like demanding on your own self i mean like you're trying to outperform your own self like hey as you said i can be better every single take give me give me i'm very kind of intrigued by this give me a little bit more you know on this yeah i mean you can be because um so
1: sandman was a film that i took around it was a boxing film we did that that I wrote, and I was a lead actor and a producer on, um, but it was very personal to me because a lot of this actually happened in my own life. So I was very meticulous and you know very driven, but I was – it had to be a certain way, and I think I just really rode myself hard to make that happen to where mm-hmm. I would make changes. I was talking to somebody about it not long ago again, and I just – I said I, I tore it apart I don't know how many times over the course of a year of the script because I wasn't happy because it had to be just right because I was reliving some things that I went through. mhm. So. I mean, it's, it's it's a heck of an experience, but I think we can be real hard on ourselves when we do the writing. I think you hit the nail on the head there because you have an expectation in your mind that right. you have to, you know, meet or, you know, exceed.
0: And now, now talking about Sandman, you know, um, you said it was more based on your own personal story. Now, you know, how challenging it is for you as an actor if you are an introvert. Trying to expose your personal life to this mass audience. I'm sure this must go through in your mind as well. Uh, tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, it, and it can. It, it's probably case sensitive, but you have to be open to it. And in a way, for me, it was good because I got to exercise a, a few demons, for lack of a better term, get this, some things off my chest that have been weighing on me for a few years, you know, and some personal things. And, and I guess you don't really know how you're going to deal with it until you see how people react to it. In this case, it it went well. I think it did very well in in the festivals and you know we had to play on local television. It's out there for mm-hmm. everybody to see. It's been traveling for a few years now. Um, but you you have so many expectations on it yourself that you just don't know what's going to happen until it dies.
0: And is that uh, if I was to say if that's one of the best roles that you've ever played till date is is that the one Sandman?
1: yeah I, I got it i got a cross between the two because the 12th letter i just i won the two best actor awards i love playing trey reynolds and we're actually going to get back to that character again too soon um but i'd say because if i had to narrow it down to one i'm going to go with grady sanders and sandman because because of how close i was to it and that's and i've i you know, the best way i can answer it is it's probably as
0: close as i'll ever come to playing myself and did that change you some way as a person once you saw that the feedback was appreciated by the mass audience, once they saw Sandman
1: it was it was because I went through a lot of struggle early on and, and a lot of that was shown in this film for real and when once I saw how people took to it it was it
0: was kind of you know
1: vindicating it was uh, it was a good feeling uh,
0: so now for upcoming youth you know talent who want to become an actor, you know I mean listen, everybody says, hey, I want to be an actor you know i I, I mean we have Robert De Niro. He's one of my favorite actors to date. I never missed this movie and he lives in Tribeca here in New York city. So it's like, you know what? I also want to become an actor, you know? So, so for the people, for the young talent who is going to listen to this or are listening to this, tell them the real expectations they should have. Give them a little bit of a reality check. How does that work? Absolutely. Um,
1: so I say, make sure you want it
0: because there's a lot involved. Um,
1: There's a lot of rejection in the business, so Mm -hmm. always, always, always have a side hustle, always have some other kind of job or something going on just to just to cover yourself to get by because you're going to need it. It's going to be a lot of struggle early on, you know, just getting yourself out there, meeting people, finding your way onto sets and finding out where the auditions are. And the rejection levels are very high, even for somebody that's been around a long time. You know, nobody gets told yes every day and you have to be okay with that. That's, that's all part of it, you know, and what makes it all to it is for the times you do get that yes, because you worked your butt off and, and somebody liked something that you did and you get that phone call. And that's that's the motivation you take into your next role or your next audition is the fact that, <clears throat> excuse me, you're coming by with all that momentum now. And um, it's, it's just something you got to make sure you want it. You got to be ready to don't be afraid to fall either. Take the chance. If you don't take the chance, somebody else will. So don't be afraid of embarrassing yourself. We all do it just get out there and give everything you got and, and you're going to fall. That's okay. The key is getting back up and you keep coming and you might listen, you might, it might take you a hundred auditions to get a part, but if you have it in your mind that this is what you want to do, you eventually will get it and you will go to, to great places, man. It just takes time. You have to be patient in this business.
0: See, That's a great advice coming from a, this is your wisdom talking, being in the business, you know, mm-hmm. for so long. So now James, I mm-hmm. also want to talk about the criticism aspect. Now I'm sure, you know, not everyone loves everyone, right? There is always someone who will criticize us at any point, no matter how good oh, we are, right? No doubt. How do you deal with criticism? Do you take it as a constructive criticism or does it, they knock you out a little bit for a bit and then you try to get back up? Like what's your, I'm, I'm more curious to understand your mindsets. For example, if I'm a young talent, I'm like, you know what, James, you're my role model. I want to get in this industry. You just told me this. But I want to put myself in your shoes. Tell me, talk me through that journey. You know, criticism is good, I think,
1: um, but it depends on where it comes from. For me, if if it's coming from somebody that's been there, mm-hmm. somebody that has you know a much larger resume than myself, then I'm always I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad criticism out there, and I don't personally read a lot of reviews just because of that. Okay, because I like to say, it's good to stay in a positive mindset. But it's, but if you're getting the criticism and the feedback from like-minded people, people that you're working around, people you respect in the industry or friends Mm -hmm. and family that respect you, you know, not all their criticism is going to be good, but at least it's somewhere that, you know, it's coming from a good place. So if, if it's criticism where, you know, it's coming from a good place and from somebody you respect or, you know, then, then take it, take it all in and absorb it, you know, and and learn from it. But if it's coming from somebody that, you know, has never been there, then it's Mm kind of something you have to take with a grain of salt and, and, and. Hey, fans carry they have the right to boo they have the right to check. You and know, that's what it's there for that's why we do this and so um, i don't tell anybody what they can do and that's that's they want to say hey i hate every film you ever made that's that's their right to do so but it's also your right to not hear it because what their their opinion of you is none of your business that's the best way i can put it
0: okay um now i know you're working on some few projects do you want to give us a little bit insight into some of your few projects that are coming out and where can the people stream those you know and launch date, et
1: cetera, if you have any information on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the ones that are out, or for the most part, are out there right now, like like Checkmate is, is out on Toby and Prime Video. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd mentioned Before the Border, that's yes. out there. That's that's on Prime Video and PureFlix and a mm-hmm. few other sites that I'm unaware of, but I know they're out there. Um, a lot of them are on DVD. The Boonies did really well, um, and that that is, I believe, on Prime Video right now. It might be heading to Toby as well. Mm-hmm. um there's, there's a lot that it's good i have a, i have a film called the paranauts coming out we don't know where that's going to be streaming yet it's we're just waiting for we're in the post-production stages and my current project that i'm working on right now mm-hmm. is is called strange angels we're in pre-production so that hasn't happened that's going to be based off the ernest kegan novel strange angels but mm-hmm. also another boxing premise i'll be playing the head trainer but it takes place in current times, but it has a, a very strong film noir vibe to it. And uh, like, to me, that's going to be a lot of fun, like a big old school crime drama. Uh, but we're turning it into a series and there's a lot of really cool events that take place throughout. Uh, the, you know, right now we're, we're deciding whether we don't, we're going to do it in color or black and white. And, you know, we don't want to limit ourselves. So it may end mm-hmm. up being a neo-noir. So these are decisions we're making on that right now. But we're actually casting for that this weekend. We're going to do our final stages of casting and
0: then move okay. forward. So, so give us a time frame from, for example, now now you are a writer, right? you're writing this script. Can you give us a time frame from the moment you start writing a script versus the moment a movie is launched? Just a rough you know timeline for us to understand, hey, this is if you're doing an, a two hour 90 minute movie that's th- that we watch, say, on Netflix or prime Video, how much work goes in there in terms of time frame you know just on an average a lot um a lot
1: so you figure your average feature film independent or hollywood is going to be at least a year to a year and a half to come out wow that's from the time you start filming it to post-production to getting it out there so you could tack on another six months to a year in the writing stages on top of that so there's a lot of work i i have feature films like we were talking about checkmate i think it took three years so some of these films, if they do. There's so much involved from start to finish because, uh, whether it's budget or you know the writing process or whatever the case might be, it's going to the film festival circuit. So a lot of a lot of films are doing that too now. So they finish the post production and then they go and they do the film festival circuit for a year or so, and then they go to distribution. So sometimes it it's it is a process, um, but I'd say you're you're looking at about a good strong year and a half, start to finish minimum.
0: Wow. So as an actor, is that detrimental? to your performance over the period of 18 months or uh, you just go with the flow?
1: No, I just, would you go with the flow? I mean, we're anxious, like anybody else, just like the fans. We want We want to see them come out, but um, it, it's all part of the process. I think once you do a few, you just, you realize, okay, it's going to be a little while till I see this. So you just try to stay focused on each role that you're doing. And so you might do three, four, maybe six, seven rules before, before that project comes out, you know, in between, then um, the key is trying to remember all the fun stuff that took place behind the scenes by the time it does come out. You're like, oh yeah, wait a minute. I forgot about that. And uh, so and then trying to remember the whole movie yourself, right? Because you might be some, in some cases, you might be 12 films later and, and, a, and a couple commercials removed from that. And you're like, "Oh, what what just happened here? Okay, hell oh, yeah, I remember now. So it's a process, but it's just, it's all part of the business. As long as again, patience is key with,
0: with this business always. Okay. And then I know, I mean, I have read somewhere, correct me if I'm wrong, Like, once you play a role for so long, you kind of become one. Do I make sense here? Like, I mean, I have read stories of actors, you know, uh, people who have played certain roles, you know, they submerge themselves in that role. You know, is that true or is that a myth? No, and, and well, again,
1: it it it's depends on the actor and in the actor's style. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot. I want to talk about are, yourself
0: personally, like washing really- personally. Yes,
1: yes, it has happened. Um, it's there's been times whether it's a feature film or a series. If whenever you spend an extended period of time studying somebody, you do become that person, right? And so, to a degree, and then you have a little bit of a hard time washing that side of you away for a while. You know, there was in fact when we did. We did checkmate. I'm going back to that again. I had to use an Irish accent for at least half of the movie. They wanted me to change my accent all the time. And for months after that, because we were on there so long, I would Mm -hmm. walk around the house and it would come out in Irish accent. And my wife would say, what what are you doing? I'm like, (laughs) it's just a force of habit. Right. And you don't, you don't even realize you're doing it because you're still there. Um, So, yeah. And then sometimes for some people, you know, you have to go into a really dark place for a dark role. And then that takes a little while to come back and get your mind right because you really had to go somewhere you didn't want to go. Um, so yeah, there's been a couple of times where I think where I just, I stayed a little longer than I probably needed to with the character, but in some ways I think that's great because I should show in your performance. It should reflect in that performance. You know, when people mm-hmm. get to see it, they're going to say, Hey, you know what? I, I believe that that's, that's believable. Um, I'd, I'd watch that, you know, that's the reaction you want.
0: Right. Uh, I want to talk about the dark Knight rises, you know, how did you end up getting a role in that, uh, in that, uh, in that production?
1: Well, I, it's, well, it's not as big a role as one might think, but I was just so happy to be there. Cause that was my first gig when I came back was the Dark Knight Rises. Um, it was a great oh, wow. time. I was, I was on that set. Um, so I got, I actually had a stand in line with, I think it was 2000 people wow. waiting to audition, waiting to get in for the casting call, just to hope that they would see. You. And we were there for hours. Um, so at that point, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm ever going to hear from these guys. And about six days later, I got a phone call, you know, hey, we're going to need you in Gotham City, which was Oakland here in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. um, to, to be a Gothamite. You know, you're going to be part of our fight scene. You know, it, so it wasn't an extravagant role, but I was so happy to be a part uh, of Batman and, and Gotham City and the Dark Knight Rises, where, you know, Christopher Nolan did such a fantastic job that it was just it was such a big deal to me to be there Um that. It's such a great memory because it was it was kind of what set things off in the right direction for me uh, but it was, yeah, it was
0: that's really what i was going to do so now james a couple of things before we wrap this up um, any dream filmmaker you would like to work with you know you look forward to like you know what in my acting career you know if i want to cement my legacy this was the filmmaker i wanted to work with or this is the filmmaker i work. with
1: yeah, so I, I did get to work with one of them again with Christopher Nolan, but the one that I haven't that I would love to work with would be Ron Howard. Okay, um, I think he's he's got a brilliant mind for the business, and it would just it would be an absolute honor just to just to stand there and see how things go in his mind, you know.
0: And then and then personally, like if you want to reach out to them, is it you, your agent kind of tries to navigate communication channels between yourself and, for example, if you want to work with uh, this gentleman.
1: Yeah. Well, first, I mean, there has to be a project, right? So then they'd have the agency would look into it and say, okay, let's see if there's anything you might fit. And then we'll reach out to to their people. They wouldn't obviously reach out to Ron directly, but they would reach out to the production company and go, Hey, I got this guy. How about taking a look at him? And they're either going to say yeah or no, but the, without the agency doing that, it's very hard for them to even, you know, to get that look at you. So if you got an agent that's working hard for you, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's key too and then you have to do your part when it comes time to get in that door and then do that audition or do that read with everyone you got to win them over but at least if you have a good agent working for you you know that's that's a that's a big factor
0: amazing james i'm going to put a spotlight on you for this question okay okay is james Quinn a good actor or a great actor and what Mm -hmm. sets a good actor apart from a great actor
1: I would say right now he is a good actor that aspires to be a great actor because I, even though I've had some wonderful roles in my career and I've been very fortunate, Mm -hmm. I still believe my best work is yet to come. And I think every actor should have that mindset. I believe that my, my best is around the corner for me to become great. You know, I have to get there and that gives me something. I think Matthew McConaughey is at a best. It gives you something to chase. You know, you're never going to get exactly
0: where you want to be, but
1: you're always chasing it. And I think, you know, my aspiration is to become that great actor.
0: And then, and then once you go for these auditions and you get selected, um, do you have a moment to reflect on your own self? Like, you know, this is the reason why I got this, why I beat these two thousand people to get this role of Gothamite in the Dark Knight. You know.
1: Yeah, I think later on down the road you see it. I think at first you're just you're just caught up in the moment. But I think once you maybe you have a, a dozen years under your belt, and you start looking back and reflecting on your career a little bit, and you're going, okay, you know what? There, I must have really had something there. But you also seen how far you came from point A to point Z, right? You know, they're like, okay, I had something then, but I really have something now. But uh, I think later on, you can savor it more once you once you feel that you've accomplished a little more in your career.
0: Great. Now, James, uh, for people who want to find you. Would you mind sharing, uh, you know, where people can find you on Facebook, Instagram, and also we will be putting all this information in the description of the video as well, so people can reach out to you.
1: Fantastic, yeah. So, um, all my all my social media is at Real James Quinn. That'd be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, a little bit of TikTok. So you you can find me on all those fronts. I'm, I'm I'm on YouTube as well. So, um, just reach out. I, I'm on Twitter a lot, Twitter and Instagram, probably more than anything. And I do tweet a lot. Uh, I get a lot of DMs. So, I, I can't always get back to all of them, but I do my best to answer. I love to interact with people, whether it's a mm-hmm. fan or an aspiring actor. I do my best to try to answer your questions, you know, as long as they're cordial. Um, I, I try to respond to all. So, do, do interact with me because I enjoy it.
0: Great. Uh, James, any closing statement from your end before we wrap this up? You know, the mic is yours.
1: Well, actually, I just want to thank you, Sid, for giving me this floor today in front of your audience and, and getting the opportunity to talk about the business because I really love to do that. And uh, you're in one of my favorite places in New York, right? So that that's been a that's been a real big thrill to have have me on the show here for you. So thanks for having me, man.
0: Well, thanks, James. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I know we are on a very time front, so uh, I won't take much of your time anymore. Uh, all I can say is it was great interacting with you. You have a very very natural personality of being comfortable in front of public. I can, I can sense that, you know, I can feel that energy from your end. It's just natural. So I guess that's why you were born to be an actor.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I, I in my book, I have had to work a little bit toward it, but uh, it does feel a lot more comfortable and natural now. So thank you for saying so.
0: No problem. Thank you, James, uh, for your time. You know, we want to wish you all the very best for your future interviews, And uh, uh, we look forward to having you soon again uh, in our next season.
1: Thanks, Jed. My pleasure. You take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.